and welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. Our topic today is healthy junk food. Yep. And we're joined by a fantastic guest today from one of the leading culinary and holistic nutrition colleges in the country to discuss how to satisfy your cravings naturally. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And Sita Rani Palomar. Yes, junk food. Junk food. Healthy you know, junk food. Healthy, yes, and thank God for healthy junk food because, you know, I am, I am all about making the healthiest choices I can, and yet there are certain times in my life where... The craving for something totally processed overcomes, overcomes me. <laughs> it's true. For me, particularly, it's when I watch movies. Yeah, if, th there are actually there are many areas in life where we I feel like we are conditioned. Uh, if I if I, I can relate in the movie, you can't sit watch a movie whether at home or at, in the theaters but really in the theaters you don't sit down and then sit there for two hours without doing something right and, and munching on carrot sticks slurping is just not the same. yeah no <laughs> well we get to that actually because i had a pretty cool experience a little nerdy but um pretty cool but the same is true for road trips i can't close the car door early enough and i'm sitting there and being hungry i haven't even started the engine <laughs> like, with 400 miles to go chips? that's right why is that <laughs> why are we so conditioned mark you travel left and right how's that with um, mostly uh, when I'm tired. So when I get tired, the chocolate bar. Mm, that could be. Yeah, but I don't consider chocolate junk food. So. Oh, that, that's that, good. That, that that's, we have the categories here. I don't categorize well, no, chips. No. I, I eat dark depends. chocolate. That's not junk food. That's yeah, 70% food. dark chocolate. If it doesn't have corn syrup in it, I can definitely agree with that point. That's right. Equal exchange or some of these really good fair trade dark chocolates. That's not Alter junk Eco's food. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're you know, non-oil baked potato chips, not junk food. Well, no, actually, we will differentiate. With all that, our topic today, healthy junk food, satisfy your cravings naturally. Lots of great, really tasty, and actually healthy alternatives here on An Organic Conversation today. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Wilkay. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. So yeah, and why is that? Why do we crave the moment we sit down, the moment we get tired, the moment we drive on a longer road trip? Why do we crave things we crave? Well, I think some of it is sense memory. I think some of it is boredom. And I think some of it is actually the engineering Science. of the processed food companies. There's this incredible <laughs> incredible article in the New York Times which references a book which we'll bring up later, but it talks about the science of addictive junk food, that there are actually formulas about the right ratio of fat and salt and sugar and crunchiness, and it just makes for something that is actually addictive. Yeah, I think actually that people spent, companies spent millions and tens of millions of dollars to find the perfect, um, in that study, what is it called? The perfect satisfactory element moment. Like they, they literally the satiation moment? The, yeah, it's de exactly defined how a 20-year-old or 30-year-old, whoever the target audience is, experiences flavor. Crunchiness plus perfect blend between um, you know, sour and sweet and spicy and all that um, with mouthfeel, with uh, 
how you swallow it. It's it's literally an, an an entire algorithm of the perfect food when it comes out. But I have to say, as a chef, th- the thing that made this topic so exciting for me is that those specific things. When I saw this formula, I was like, wait a minute, I can recreate this with healthy fats and with healthy crunch and with healthy sweeteners or whatever it is. If if you take that exact same formula about what satiates the snack food craving and you apply it to healthy foods, you can come up with something that's just as good. Yes. And hence, our topic, healthy junk food, satisfy your cravings naturally with a fantastic guest, Jimmy Wilson, the nutrition program director for Bowman College. Uh, More on that when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned. And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Our topic today is healthy junk food. Yes, healthy junk food. It does exist. How to satisfy your cravings naturally. We all experience it in the movies when we get tired or on a long car drive or whatever the circumstances might be for you that just trigger that salty sugar a need, craving that we hopefully in this hour will address beautifully, holistically, healthy, and still very yummy. Uh, Before we dive into that topic, here is though, maybe it's related, maybe it's not. What's your holistic bite about today? Oh, you'll find out. (laughs) Here's Sita Rani Palomar, a.k.a. Chef Sita and her holistic bite. Thank you, Helga. Well, this week, I actually want to address a really fantastic question that we got from a listener. We got an email um, from Melissa, and Melissa asks, what is the difference between using flax seeds and ground flax seeds, and which is better to use in the smoothie recipe Sita discusses on the show? Is there a major difference between the two? So, Melissa, I hear you loud and clear, and I thought about writing you back, and then I thought, you know what? It's such a good question. I'll bet a lot of people have this question, and I've got a lot to say about it. And so does Helga. So we're going to share what our insider thoughts are on this topic. So flax is generally used to thicken or coagulate certain ingredients. And the ground flax seed does a better job of thickening and pulling things together, such as smoothies, because there's more surface exposure to the liquid to activate that that quality. The body will sometimes and maybe even oftentimes pass flax seeds whole. It depends on the strength of your digestive system. But you, if you grind it, you have a better chance of absorbing those fantastic nutrients, which is the other reason why we eat flax seeds. They're high in fiber, they're high in omega-3s, lots of fantastic qualities to your flax seeds. So in smoothies, you do want to have them ground. And you can put them in whole if you have a high-speed blender and run it enough until those flax seeds do themselves get ground during the process of making your smoothie. But if you don't have a high-speed blender or if you don't want to have to make sure that they all get taken care of that way, what you can do is you can grind smaller portions of flax seeds in a coffee grinder and store them in your freezer. The reason you want to store particularly flax seeds in your freezer is because they have a very high oil content and that oil can go rancid quickly. And the things that will make it go rancid are 
duration of time, if you keep it for a really long time, heat, so if it's not held at a cool enough temperature, and light. So storing it in your freezer is a great way to protect those nutrients. So I will pre-grind, I don't know, one or two cups, not, not a whole lot, a very small amount. And then whenever I need it, I can pull it out of my freezer, take a scoop, and put it into my smoothie or whatever I'm using the flax for. About a tablespoon will do the trick. It does thicken the longer you let it sit. So if using ground flax in your smoothies or your other foods is new, you may want to start with a smaller quantity and work your way up and find that right optimal texture for you. And I always recommend buy your flax seeds whole, even though it is recommended that you grind them before you eat them. Like I said, once they're ground, you expose more surface to light and oxygen and various other things. And so it will go rancid more quickly if it's ground. So if you buy it whole, chances are you're getting it fresher and then just grind a little bit yourself. So those are my thoughts on flax. Helga as a certified nutritionist and you actually got your degree from Bowman College. Great for putting me on the spot. Thank you so much. (laughs) That was Sita's holistic bite. Um, No, um, yes. Flax seeds, interesting topic. Uh, I I do want to warn people to use them um, right immediately before eating. You're right; they they do swell up so quickly and they absorb every moisture that you can find in your dish. Um, I also keep my whole flax seeds before I grind them up in the freezer because they are you know Very fairly good. sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more fiber for your digestion if you eat them whole, um, also different flavor, they do take over. Right? If you use too much ground up flax seeds um, in your cereal in the morning or so flavor wise, it's very, very nutty. It is very nutty. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, the, the entire dish might um, more or less taste like fresh ground up flax seeds, which is a wonderful flavor. But, you know, you have to balance. It's not a flavor-neutral food you would add. That's a good point. Well, and something else that you can do, if you're not just looking to put fl- uh, flax in your smoothies, you can also make a flax pudding, which I've done before, too, as an evening treat. If I just put flax into a little bowl with some coconut milk or some <coughs> rice milk, whatever, water if you want, you add some stevia, you add some cinnamon, you stir it up, and it will kind of become a pudding. It can be a nice evening treat. Mark, you had some thoughts about flax also. I was I was wondering, first of all, do you have a recommendation on if someone was starting out, like a tablespoon with a smoothie, a, ha- a teaspoon, something like that, just to give us a little bit of something? Because I use it in my smoothies, too, and I always do a tablespoon, but I drink it right away. And secondly, I mean, most stores have flax meal on the, on the shelf, already ground. And so that's probably, for some, for some folks, that's probably easier for them to grab. Would you recommend just bringing it home and putting that meal right in the freezer if they aren't buying the whole seeds? I mean, a little coffee grinder is, you know, 10 to $20, and it lasts for two, three years, and that's what I use to grind them up. You don't have to buy an expensive food processor, really a $10 little, you know, one cup of coffee or whatever, five cups of coffee, those little tiny, you know, I mentioned a brand name here, but um, you literally just fill them up. That's the right amount anyway, just as you would put in coffee beans and then grind it fresh. I, I really think that's a better choice. If people are a little concerned about this, the stickiness or the, the moisture absorption, there's also flax oil as an alternative. That's true. I mean, you don't get the fiber, but you certainly get the omega-3s. And I agree with Helga. It is my preference and recommendation to buy them whole. But if that's going to be the difference between whether you eat it or not, get the ground. I am a big fan of Absolutely. making it work for you. If you do buy the ground flax and you ins- that ensures that you're going to eat it, 
do exactly what Mark said. Put it in the freezer as soon as you get home to preserve that freshness. And I think a tablespoon is a great quantity. But if you want to work up to it, start with a teaspoon and see how, how you like the flavor, how you like the texture. And also consider the length of time you're going to hold it. If you're the type of person who makes a huge smoothie and you divide it in two, one for breakfast and one for lunch, and you put the flax in before you divide it, the one you have at lunch is going to be exactly, (laughs) you could cut it with a knife. So, you know, think about the way you're going to use it. It's really incredible. Like one big teaspoon or tablespoon in a a glass full will make it so thick that you will not be able or have a hard time using a, a straw. The longer it's that it sits, yeah. yeah. Well, my lunch was just called a smooth, <laughs> not a smoothie, because it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sita. That's Sita, Sita's holistic bite, Chef Sita. Um, you're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Our topic today is healthy junk food, how to satisfy your cravings naturally. We had a great show on the G8 Summit last week, um, which is now available as a podcast on anorganicconversation.com or on iTunes if you missed it, as are all of our other episodes of An Organic Conversation. A great show on the G8 Summit. It's an annual summit of the largest economies, the countries that really define the economic agenda and path for the entire world uh, with a great research analyst, senior research analyst, to shed more light on the G8 meeting that was held last month in Ireland. Um, You can also check us out on facebook.com forward slash organic conversation for produce tips, recipes, updates, and so much more, the entire organic life. And we always love to hear from you. Please keep sending us your comments and questions to share at anorganicconversation.com. Again, our topic today is healthy junk food, satisfy your cravings naturally. And we have a lovely guest here in the studio with us, Jimmy Wilson, who is the nutrition program director for Bowman College, one of the leading holistic health and nutrition colleges in the country. Great to have you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much coming for having in and me. joining us. Happy. Yes, healthy, <laughs> healthy junk food, satisfy your cravings naturally. Healthy junk food seems like an oxymoron. Um, it does. <laughs> how is that? Is that really possible? Can you get the same satisfaction before we dive in? How, which kind of gives the way that you can. But is this still a compromise? Healthy junk food seems, um, again, like a huge contradiction. We want that sugar. We want that fat. Can it be healthy and still satisfy all your needs, all your body body's wants? Well, um, absolutely is my <laughs> short answer, and I'm sure no one's surprised to hear that I am a nutrition professional. So if I would have said anything else, yeah. I, I think it would have been shocking. Yeah, thanks for coming in. <laughs> and that was and I am done. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I think the question really begs a closer look at what uh, kind of the word that you used that was highlighted to me, at least in that sentence, which was uh, satisfy or satis- satisfaction. Yes. And what is satisfaction? I mean, you know, in in my line of business, people come to me and they say, "I oh, no, I have to adopt <laughs> healthy eating. This is going to be painful. I have to give up. You know, um, I, I'll never be able to eat another hamburger again, you know, and, and it's like tears are coming to their eyes. But I'd like <laughs> to bring to the table the fact that healthful eating can be extremely satisfying. Yes, um, Mick Jagger was wrong. Well, he never met Jimmy. That's right. Well, he met Jimmy Page, but he hadn't met Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Jimmy Wilson. And, right. uh, you know, in order to kind of adopt this mentality, a real genuine paradigm shift needs to happen. So, you know, I ask people to take a step back and consider what is food. So food is energy. Food, and I'm going to say this slowly because I think it's so powerful. 
it unleashes the potential for human life. So that is what food is. And too many people today think these negative things about food. Well, you know, to food gives us life and it is what makes us whole and makes us alive and, and gives us the opportunity to literally live. So I beg people to kind of take a step back and reconsider, uh, you know, what is satisfying. I mean, if we eat food that is of poor quality, we're going to have uh, suffer from a poor quality life. It's interesting that you're that just where you just <laughs> took this conversation and Sita and I were discussing earlier about produce and how when your relationship changes to what you eat, uh, Helga and Sita have been uh, eating a lot more fresh fruits and they've been noticing each week the difference in flavor and texture. It's uh, everything you've talked about, Mark, your entire expertise. If if you really do it for the last two months, yeah, much more f healthy fr fruits and vegetables. And now, and I've been in the organic field for a long time, but now I can actually tell when the blueberries peaked. <laughs> and then four days later, how they're just not quite. It's the second harvest, whatever. And then another fruit comes in, and all of a sudden the nectarines are really at the at the most beautiful flavor. It's the bouquet and the firmness and the juiciness. And, and then they are gone two weeks later. It's, it's so amazing to have your nose on the produce aisle, I, I I really admire your work. I mean, you you this is your line of work. Every day, you know what's coming in and what's leaving, and no batch is the same, no grower is the same, no day is the same, and that's amazing when you're really dialed into that flavor world. Which is you know goes right to what Jimmy you were saying. It's just when you just said that about it being life, right, in life giving, is that's how that's what occurs for me. You know, when I was eating the perfect blackberry yesterday, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is truly life-giving. But we are talking about healthy junk food, right? We're not talking about yummy, yummy nectarines well, and blueberries. And <laughs> Everyone agrees on those. The question is really, um, you know, can healthy junk food be as satisfying Um That's and I and I think we need to define what that means. What is healthy junk food? Because, for example, even today, we were eating raspberries in the studio, and our associate producer, Kristen Ponger, said it's like eating candy. They're so good. I completely agree. There are many days where I say, this is just like eating candy. I'm so happy eating a box of raspberries. And then there are days or occasions when I have a sweet craving and fruit's not going to do it. So... That's when I say I'm getting into the realm of healthy junk food because I'm making a choice to not eat produce. But what's going to satisfy that that isn't going to be, like you said, poor quality food that leads to poor quality life? Absolutely. And I so, uh, you know, obviously we're all in agreement. Good food, not only does it taste really satisfying and obviously the physical benefits, we feel them almost immediately. But at the same time, there are those times when you just want a junk food, when you want something that's just going to hit the spot, go to the salty place, go to the sweet place and provide satisfaction like no other. So that's when I would say, and I beg you to identify those five foods which you can't live without, whether it be popcorn at the movies or nacho chips in the evening with your salsa and to put a chocolate. helpful chocolate Big one, which is junk food. Which Mark brings up a fantastic point, which is not junk food if you create it and you produce it and you and of course cook if you it eat it properly. right and, and not it, four and bars in a row. Absolutely. So that's kind of the challenge. What I kind of tell people is to identify the five things that you love most and stock your fridge full of them, but a healthier version. Well, and so that's a that's a great place where I'm going into this. The next question is. So is that the way you combat the addictive qualities of salt, fat, and sugar by really getting your pantry ready? Or 
Well, and that's a good, I think that that's a really good point because some of the things that Jimmy, I imagine, is touching on when she says identify those five foods and stock your fridge with them isn't get rid of the salt, sugar, and fat, but choose healthier salt, sugar, and fat to get ah. that craving. And that Jimmy is, of course, Jimmy Wilson, Nutrition Program Director for Bowman College, bowmancollege.org, one of the leading culinary arts and holistic health nutrition colleges in the country who's joining us today on this topic of healthy junk food, satisfy your cravings naturally. Here on An Organic Conversation, I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Jimmy, what's the answer to that? Well, I mean, <laughs> Fat, salt, and sugar, what do you do? Sita is 100% right. I mean, we are literally genetically hardwired to crave these things. Um, sodium is necessary for the diet. Um, fat is extremely satiating and also necessary for energy and for the diet. Um, and sugar, um, you know, can be very helpful and is found in uh, fruits of all varieties as well as vegetables. So it's not a matter of removing the, these things from your great diet. Point. If you did, you would die. Yeah. <laughs> well, great point. Yeah. You, it's a matter of selecting uh, these macronutrients in a way, uh, you know, that is health supportive. So it's finding more healthful versions of them. So instead of hydrogenated fats um, that you're finding in traditional supermarket brand nacho chips, you make some at home, toss them in olive oil and very gently cook them in the oven and you have homemade, you know, so you're incorporating your good fats while at the same time getting a satisfying sugary or I mean salty crunch. And and um, Sita, you found a bag of, what was it, potato chips, kale chips, something that actually really functioned like a good chip. Well, and it was I, completely healthy and I, no oils. It was incredible. I think that's probably where the concept for this show started was because I do enjoy something crunchy and salty when I watch a movie. And instead of eating a bag of salty nacho chips, which I don't keep in my house anyway. But when you get that craving, you're like, okay, am I going to make a salad? Just because I know it's the right thing to do? Or how am I going to allow myself to enjoy a good quality of life and satisfy this craving? So I had two bunches of kale and I made a ton of kale chips. And it was so perfect because it was, it had the fat from the olive oil that I tossed it in. It was salty and it was crunchy. And I was like, wait a minute. Can we reverse engineer this exact same formula to good foods? And what would that look like? And you, you, that just brought up another thing for me is I was – every produce manager I work with, I ask them, you know, what's your favorite childhood memory of food? You know, and, and it's, it's really all over the map. And one person said chili cheese fries from this large supermarket. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And she said, well, that's, that was our treat when we were kids. And so if you change, oh, yeah, that's the treat. if you start it at, the er, right. at an early age where if someone went to the movies and ate kale chips and they were salty and crunchy and they satisfied some sort of thing, then but when they were 20, they might go, oh, I want kale chips when, mm. I, when mm -hmm. I go to the movie. Yeah, but it's, you're right. It's a, it's a complete association that any holiday, any birthday, any, any treat you want to give somebody is in Germany is chocolate or marzipan. That that is the you know award. Preferably that you get. the two together. You don't you don't get an app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Sita, where are you going? <laughs> you, you don't get an apple, you know, or a, a perfect banana or blueberries. You get you know you get chocolate. That's that's how we are all brought up. That that is kind of the ultimate. But I think it's important to note that unfortunately, uh, most children in this country and most countries are not raised in that way. So most people are getting turned on at an early age to these salty, sugary um, foods produced with toxins and chemicals and uh, preservatives and things that are really damaging to the body. And, it, you know, I want to go back to the article that we kind of, Helga and Sita introduced in the beginning of the show, uh, the Michael, Michael Moss article that recently uh, appeared in New York Times. 
And he makes the point that not only um, are we fighting against that trend because that's what we're kind of brought up um, genetically and environmentally to crave, but at the same time, people are literally scientists, boards of scientists are paid millions of dollars and sp they're spending millions of dollars in order to trick our brains and get us to literally um, metabolically crave these things where, you know, they're not natural foods. So it provides an additional challenge for us, you know, that something else to fight against. And it's, it's so true. When you when you do eat a lot of junk food, you I always jump between salty and then sweet. Oh, exactly. Like the more chips the I eat, if I have that face, the more chocolate I crave. The more mm -hmm. chocolate I eat, the more salt I need. Um, now, having been on a really mostly produce diet for the last couple of months, I remember that how tasty chocolate is at, at times, but um, I really don't crave it. I don't miss it. I don't have, you know, moments throughout the day where I'm like, wow, now I need a bag of chips. Not at all. It's And it's a diet where you eat a lot of produce. So, you know, with sun gold tomatoes right now in season, that, that's candy, complete candy. So, yes, you, you are actually getting stimulated the more you eat, the more you want to eat. Um, that's a that's engineered as well. And and something that Jimmy is saying that I'm really excited to dive in when we come back from the break is that we don't want to go against our chemistry, right? If if our body is signaling us you want something salty. Maybe it means that you are low on sodium. Maybe it means that your sodium potassium ratios are out of balance. So let's not go against the chemistry, but let's recognize that even if we were and are raised in a country where we've got this additional hurdle of having to get past the snack and the junk foods that we grew up with, we're now educated enough to say, I want to make healthier choices. Now, how do we keep those two things in line? Yes. Give us some examples of healthy alternatives that will come up next beautiful segue. We are with Jimmy Wilson, the nutrition program director of Bowman College, one of the leading colleges in the world of holistic nutrition and culinary arts, who is joining us today here in the studio. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Healthy junk food, how to satisfy your cravings naturally. More on that when we come back right after the break. <laughs> Are you a chef, have a catering business or planning a party or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. 
Next Space is a co-working company with offices in LA and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at NextSpace. Visit nextspace.us for more information. NextSpace, your best work happens here. You give me butterfly. I'm me flying so high in the sky. I can control the butterfly. It seems like the lightning from the stars. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic today is healthy junk food, how to satisfy your cravings naturally. We talked about salt, sugar, and fat, and how can we combat those addictive qualities that just seem so perfect at times. Um, With our wonderful guest here in the studio, Jimmy Wilson, Nutrition Program Director for Bowman College. So before we went to the break, we were talking about this formula of the things that make junk food so inherently craveable. (laughs) The crunch, the salt, the sugar, the fat. And there is an interesting book called Ratio, and I can't remember the whole title right now, but it's something that came up when I was working at Bowman College in the culinary department. And one of the, the individuals who worked there, who was a very, very savvy chef, found this book and said, okay, I know when you bake cookies, there is a specific ratio of flour to fat to sweet. And usually it's white flour and butter and um, sugar, just plain sugar and whatever you put in it. But what if you replace those with the health supportive alternatives? What if you used almond meal or coconut flour in place of your flour? What if you used coconut fat instead of your, or coconut oil instead of your butter or butter if you like butter? Um, and, And for sugar, what if you use dates? Because it's such a great great mellow more mellow sugar so she made these peanut butter cookies and she took a traditional peanut butter cookie recipe she subbed the peanut butter for almond butter and that was her fat she subbed the flour for coconut flour and that was her flour and the sweetener was the same proportion that you would have used sugar for dates and she made the most amazing peanut butter cookies so Though they were almond butter cookies because she was finding almond butter as a more health-supportive alternative to peanut butter. So let's talk about those, Jimmy, like you said, those five foods that you can't live without. And how do you reverse engineer them into something that is a wholesome, delicious food? Cool. Okay. Um, I would need 10 seconds to think about it. But potato chips, for sure. Chocolate, right? Pizza is a big one for me. I love pizza. Um, Maybe popcorn. You mentioned popcorn. I do think that's a staple for a movie night and it's it's so funny why right <laughs> why did we make popcorn a staple for movie night but it's th- true it, it and part of what's difficult about i mean not just that it's popcorn which is maybe that. not the healthiest thing but particularly if you go out to the movies all yeah. the popcorn is gmo hey, absolutely and then you get um butter where the first six ingredients in that butter are actually not butter hydrogenated oil <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and then salt and uh, but what else, Mark? What What are your f- top five junk foods? Uh, you, you named them uh, mostly. Well, chocolate is not a junk food for you. Well, it isn't, right. I agree. <laughs> well, I think uh, ice cream is on that list. Oh, ice cream, of course. Yes. So pizza, ice cream, chips, and chocolate. What else? Popcorn. And popcorn. Well, Jimmy, which ones did you come up with? 
You know what? These are, are five very common ones, although I didn't know. I want you to know I did not know which five you were going to throw ma- at me. <laughs> so this is a quiz, and I'm, I'm happy to take it on. Um, <laughs> popcorn, easy one, huge one in my house. So popcorn is fun because it's crunchy and salty. It's really hard to get that crunchy, salty mix in a helpful form. So at my house, the challenge is uh, that we make a big air big bowl of air popped popcorn. Everyone gets a smaller bowl and you get to doctor it up yourself. So Tabasco um, (laughs) is one of the big ones, kind of like a hot sauce, you know, a helpful hot sauce is a big one. Um, Garlic powder is big in my house. Um, You know, of course, nutritional yeast is a common one. Coconut oil. Um, But it's, it's basically what I do is I go into my fridge. There's even like mustard that's appeared on on popcorn. <laughs> so yeah, German it's really popcorn. just about, it's a vehicle for, for kind of other ingredients and it really provides an opportunity to, to add additional things into your diet. So s- seaweed, for example, is another one that may oh, go on top. Oh, yes. Well, and, and you're, when you're talking about popcorn, because it's, it's literally a staple at my house, um, but uh, when my daughter was driving across the country, they stopped in St. Louis and they stopped at a restaurant and they had beet powder on the popcorn, along with uh, like a honey mustard, and they said, "They said, oh my goodness, it was the best popcorn." Susan, Susan, and Cody said it was the best popcorn they had. And don't don't be afraid of popcorn. Uh, popcorn is a whole grain, so Absolutely. popcorn is definitely good. Especially <laughs> it's if it's not air popped, food. right? I mean, yeah. there's exactly. still some oil in it, maybe, but it's not. And it brings up the point: you can it. make any food as terrible as as you could that's possibly right. or make, as or as helpful. Yeah, and that's right. a really, really, really important right. important that. point yes. to keep in mind. It's same with. So that proves that popcorn is not a junk food either. Yes. It, it cannot. At the end of the show, of course, <laughs> there won't be any junk. Junk food does not exist. Actually. And, and on that topic, I want to add something because I read the most amazing recipe the other day in Vegetarian Times, which actually I got as a gift from Mark for my birthday. So thank you again, Mark, for a caramel corn. So if you're the type of person who loves sweet popcorn, if you're like a, um, a kettle corn kind of person, what this, what this um, chef recommended is she soaked dates in hot water to make this the super sweet syrup, oh but it's with dates. And mm. dates are, you know, slowly yeah. digested, and it's a it has tryptophan in it, so it's a precursor to serotonin. She used that Making over the happy. popcorn, and it allows other things to mm. stick to it, but it gives it that sweetness. And after you do it, you put it back in the oven, and then and you it get stuck crispy. to it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh my goodness! Okay, popcorn. Um, let Let's move on because we do want to cover everything. Um, Absolutely, everything under the sun. In the honor of time, well, you're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helber. I'm Mark Mulcahy. <laughs> and I'm Sita Rani Palomar. With us is Jimmy Wilson, Nutrition Program Director for Bowman College, bowmancollege.org, one of the leading institutions for holistic health and culinary arts. Um, the top five or six, uh, ice cream. Ice cream. Um, some people scoff when I say this. You gave me the, the most challenging one. I Frozen yogurt is an incredible substitute for ice cream. And, of course, now they make a lot of s- soy or um, alternative kind coconut. of. Yes, coconut. Yeah. Um, yes. So it depends on your kind of uh, your restrictions dietarily and what your preferences are. But um, there are definitely we're lucky. There are a ton of uh, commercial brands that are doing it, doing it right on the market today. I, I do have a suggestion, though. Haha. <laughs> I might be the only one on all five or six suggestions, but I do have an alternative, a super healthy alternative for ice cream. Um, sweet potato, really, really cooked well. And then um, same ratio of sweet potato mixed with coconut milk. Um, put in the freezer. 
turns into this creamy sweet potato coconut ice cream that has no sugar, has no anything artificial. You don't need any additional ingredients. I'm sure you could add some vanilla and play with that, but incredible little sweet potato dessert. I actually thought I would make a product one day. So whoever listens to it, take it. <laughs> well, I have to second that. And actually, Bowman College has a recipe for, I think it's a sweet potato pudding, but it's Delish. it's the same it's the same thing. It's cooked sweet potato. Yeah. It's coconut milk. They use a little bit of applesauce in theirs, and that's what acts as sure. the sweetener. But mm-hmm. this is in the culinary program. Mm-hmm. And when I tasted this, I was blown away really, by how yeah, good it was. It's not like you know you created something. Yeah, it's healthier, so you take a little bit of drawback over real ice cream. I would buy this over ice cream in some instances. It's the, really exceptional flavor. Yeah, to take it a step further, um, one of the things that you can either do it works really well in a champion juicer if you're if you don't have the luxury of having a champion juicer you can do it in a food processor but a frozen banana whipped to creamed perfection is like the best ice cream <laughs> that you would ever like no saucer, ingredients right? yeah I know, incredible. incredible with dark chocolate <laughs> and okay so <laughs> just, just not a quickly on the chocolate point because we've mentioned it i'm just gonna put it <laughs> yeah. out there quickly raw cacao oh even better yeah. raw cacao yeah. high in antioxidants is that your answer to chocolate it is i mean as long as you're 70 percent uh or above you know cacao you're you're absolutely right it is a no granted a serving size is not an entire bar <laughs> what about carob or chocolate alternatives? Um, well, carob can be helpful, especially if you're uh, trying to avoid stimulant. But uh, carob can also be a lot of additional uh, additional fats and sweeteners can be added. So you just have to be careful of what what you're no, looking. Not all carob is made not equally. Not all carob is made equally. <laughs> What okay. else is on that list? Jimmy? I do I do want to get into pizza because that's a big big one for most of us and it's easy and fun and wonderful and easy to make so much healthier. And yeah. Better. And and I'm going to kind of group pizza, tacos, lasagna, all of it together because it's it's really okay. just <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> it's those, those things we all want that are satisfying and um, y- you know that are really rich and that we think of when we want like a good hearty meal. And you know, pizza. What's not li- to like about pizza? It's you know, if you use a good, uh, healthy whole grain crust uh, ingredients for your crust, uh, tomato, uh, ch- you know, healthful cheese, or you know, a cheese alternative if that's your preference. But it, really, there is nothing at all wrong with pizza as long as you make it with the proper ingredients. And the same with tacos lasagna, so on and so forth. And even cheese, like nutritional yeast, again, absolutely has that cheesy flavor to it. And you might actually not miss cheese. I'm totally into nutritional yeast again right now. Yeah, you could just do, you know, sliced tomatoes and fresh basil or, you know, whatever. There's a million varieties, but... That's one of my favorites, actually. The <laughs> Sometimes when I'm in the mood for pizza, what I'll do is I will take, and this is fast, right? Because if you really want to have pizza and you want to make pizza, that's kind of a, a labor-intensive thing. If you need a quick craving, satisfied, instead of ordering out, keep in your house sprouted grain tortillas. And then you. this is what I do. I take one tortilla and I top it with pesto. And then I put another tortilla on top and I either put pesto or I put a tomato sauce on top of that. And then I add all of my toppings. I put that in the oven until the tortillas get crisp. And the double layer of the tortilla with the pesto in the middle, it gets crunchy and it gets creamy and it just hits the spot. I've got a salivating over the equipment <laughs> here. Yeah, how do you just <laughs> make one? Yeah. You, you can. <laughs> right. Why you would you never bring can. that to the studio? <laughs> Unbelievable. 
And then as chips alternative, we talked about kale, beautiful. Um, you can kale super chips. thin slicey uh, eggplant. Wonderful. Oh, if you yeah. bake eggplants, super thin slices turn into chips. Same with zucchini. Mark, there's the whole produce world of things, taro. I mean, there lots of every every root vegetable, of course, can be turned into a healthier baked at home chips alternative. Well, and you know, one thing Yummy, that I, actually. one thing that I found out about chips is that chips for me are mostly a vehicle to eat like hummus oh, or the, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. or And I found that really uh, thin slices of cucumber actually still give me what I want because I get to eat more hummus. <laughs> eat more hummus. <laughs> Transport of vehicle, course. I know and that. And it's the perfect segue that. once again into produce. Why do we always end up with produce? You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And our wonderful guest here in the studio today is Jimmy Wilson, Nutrition Program Director for Bowman College. Check it out at bowmancollege.org if you're interested in the culinary arts or in holistic nutrition coming up here is Mark with more produce, what's in season, the weekly tip of what's going on at the produce docks when we come back with more. Stay tuned. Want to feel your absolute best this summer, full of energy, clarity, and health? Join Bowman College founder Dr. Ed Bowman at our Vitality Fasting Retreat for the ultimate therapeutic mind and body cleanse. Detoxify, renew, and start fresh through a fun and rejuvenating week-long retreat at the beautiful Stillheart Institute in Woodside, California. The Bowman College Vitality Fasting Retreat is held August 17th through the 23rd and space is limited, so sign up today. For more information, visit bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. Are you committed to green, socially responsible, and sustainable business practices? Percepticon can help with eco-friendly internet solutions, website design services, e-commerce solutions, mobile apps, and high-performance internet hosting for your business. Percepticon is a full-service agency that specializes in web consulting, strategy, and technology development, so you can successfully communicate with your audience. Lighten your tech footprint in a green hosting environment. Call Percepticon today at 925-937-9000 or visit them at Percepticon. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. And there are 
And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm okay. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Coming up now is a close look at the world of produce. What's going on at the dock with our very own Mark Mukehi? What's in season? Well, we're talking about the ultimate snack food. Produce. Sun-dried tomatoes. (laughs) Well, but actually everybody might have a different one. Like you might be sun-gold tomatoes or whatever. But but today we're talking about it is Mm. actually prime fig time. Mm. And and Earl's going to talk a little bit about the fig season, but it is prime fig time. If you are a fig lover right now, it is very difficult for you to walk by a farmer's market or a store and not pick up figs. Yeah, the beginning of August is prime fig time. This is when it's been hot enough. They're coming off the tree. They've got that little honey dripped out there, little bottom end, (laughs) and they just are like, oh my goodness. As a matter of fact, it's one of those things, like those cherry tomatoes that you were mentioning, Helga, that they don't usually make at home. As a matter of fact, your partner usually doesn't get to see the figs. I buy twice as many. Oh, I bought you a fig. Half half a fig. Yeah, yeah, I mean half a fig, yes. I bought you half a fig. But anyway, we've got Earl Herrick, the voice of the San Francisco produce market on the line uh, from Earl's Organic Produce, and we're talking about figs. Hey, Earl. Yay, how you doing? We're great. You know, when, you, when you buy figs, you got to buy double. You know, one for you on the way home and one to actually make it there. And then you still get a second half basket. So I have Uh, not seen them really yet in the retail stores, but you're saying they are here, they're coming, they're... Yeah. yeah? Yes, they're they're coming, and they're coming in a big way, because that's the type of year this this is. But yeah, really, you can see them, you know, a little bit at the end of July, but they really flood into August and September. Uh, This particular year is a little funny, though the weather was such that there there wasn't... um, I'm not sure how to explain this. There wasn't a staggering of the blossoms. They all came on at once. Hmm. And then there was a huge set. And then, and then we had this huge spike in uh, June with high temperatures, and it brought everything on. So we're going to have a very short crop time-wise, but a lot of volume. And so, Earl, so, just before you go too far in it, uh, <laughs> is if you're not a fig lover and just you know, oh. wait for every second when they're going to be around, there are two fig seasons within the summer. And that's what Earl's talking about with what Absolutely. happened with June the weather. And August-ish. Yeah. yeah, there's an early one in, uh, in uh, end of May and June. And, and that is the fruit that blooms on the wood from the previous year. So whatever doesn't bloom this year carries over mm. on last year's wood. And then that's the early blossom. That's not particularly good fruit. The best figs and the ones that we really enjoy is the late crop that comes on in August. The fruit's a little smaller, but intensely sweet, especially if we're talking about the most popular varieties like a Black Mission or an Adriatic. And, you know, they got to be soft. And they're all domestic, right? They're grown throughout the country everywhere at this point, or well, is it more the Western California, California, Arizona areas? Well, California has almost, I think, 100% of the com- commercially uh, grown and, and sold. They, you can find them, I think, throughout the United States in certain pockets, but for, for sale, for retail, California is it. And so it's going to be a little shorter than normal, but a lot of products, so I think for a short period of time, they'll be very well priced. So Earl and Mark, you said they've got to be soft. How yeah. soft are we talking? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it couldn't be too soft in one sense, but if you're going to buy them uh, obviously, you're going to buy them. <laughs> um, 
you want to pick them so it's, it's well, you know, gentle to the touch. But I tell you, it's very hard. I've never found one that's ever to be too soft. Well, the the really the key thing about it is is le- less than the softness is is the smell. If they have any smell of fermentation to them, then you want to leave them alone. Because yeah, like Earl says, some people like to eat them a little firmer, soft but firm, and other people just love them where they just kind of melt right on your tongue. The sugar, Jam. and it's just Squeezing pure out, right? pure sugar, yes. and they're they're fine either way. But it is that fermentation part because once they start to turn, you will taste that, and so mm-hmm. it's the smell more than anything. And that's that you true want to for avoid. both varieties, right, Earl? Adriatic oh, and yeah. Mission, both pretty ripe, yeah, heavy yeah. for their size. everything is always heavy for its size with you guys you know one of the things is what's so wonderful (laughs) about figs is this is the only time of year because you can't get them from the southern hemisphere flown up out of season that just doesn't happen so this is kind of unique you can get apples you can get stone fruit grapes out of season from another part of the country but this is the deal right here. Yeah, I followed the Earl's Pick of the Month um, here in, in uh, stores throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, now the produce tip with information cards associated with you, Earl, giving us mm-hmm. really the best of that those two weeks or so. And I I regret that I didn't follow you guys' advice, Mark. You, you said that if you find something really good, buy 10 times as much and freeze it. How do, yes. how do figs store? Well, can, can you freeze figs? Um, they're not going to nope. have the same texture when you come out dry. You can dry when figs. I come out or when they when well, they come either, out. Either I won't have the same texture <laughs> for right. sure. No, well, if you get in the freezer <laughs> with your figs, no, you will not have the same texture. No, not, um, that. So, anything, just about anything can be frozen, but it, it will not give you that same. Mm. What's sure. the word? Satiary. Uh, yeah. That same, satiation. Yeah, that that same that same satisfaction or satiation that you get from eating a fresh but the, fig. The, sme- just, the sweetness still for smoothies if you freeze them. Oh yeah, because once they're full sugar, yeah, yeah. that sugar's not going anywhere, and you'd want to eat them. But they will. They'll get. They'll get mushy. They won't mm-hmm. hold up as far as any type of texture. But it'll actually, almost be better to make them into like a puree and freeze it. Oh, Earl, yeah. is that your experience too? Yeah, free. Yeah, that, that's very true. Puree would be best. Then they're 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 con- they're condensed, if you will. But yeah, you know, I've actually never tried uh, anything other than a fresh fig. I mean, they're, of course, dried figs, so <laughs> I don't know about that freezing process. Uh, because you you always eat them on your way home. I know, I you, know you can't <laughs> get them any better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I tried again, and the, oh, the flat is gone again. So you're saying it's a short season, but it's, yes. a, it's a big season. How short are we talking? Well, the, uh, I'm being told... Um, Generally, it's all of August, September. They're saying maybe halfway through September it might be done. Mm. Now, so now, these are projections. And, know. You know, it's not necessarily right on, but I would go fast. Go get out there now. Get your fill now. And, um, you know, again, that's something. If they, if they come in little um, plastic containers, try and, you know, spread them out. You know, release them from each other. Get them away so they, they breathe and they'll ripen much better that way. Oh, unbelievable. You should see our <laughs> you should see our, you should see the counters at, at Earl and I's house. Anyway, <laughs> Earl, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on and and yes, go out and get some figs in your mouth today. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Earl. Yes, that's the world of produce. What's in season with Mark Mukehi. Thanks, Mark. It's so fun that update. And it's really true, actually. What we are saying here, what you are saying here is actually true. <laughs> it's not a lie. Wow. As opposed to made up. <laughs>
<laughs> You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Ronnie Palmer. Our topic today still is healthy junk food, how to satisfy your cravings naturally. With us is Jimmy Wilson, nutrition director. You like figs too, huh? You were salivating just a little there too. I, I love figs. And Mark, did you know that you can actually dip figs into chocolate? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I have a note about that too. Figs and balsamic. If you have a really good aged sweet balsamic and you make that puree that you're talking about, oh yeah. my gosh, on toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good balsamic can be a little bit pricey on the pricey side, but you you only need a fraction and it's because it's so condensed, right? It's aged and it's, it, it's, there's no sugar added ever. It's just the berry that was used. Incredible. Um, Jimmy, any last tips or tricks or suggestions how to, how to satisfy your cravings naturally? Um, I mean, I wish I could talk to every single person because I know five, everybody has five different things that they're really you know, interested in, in finding out a helpful way of preparing. But, um, but no, they can. I mean, they contact Bowman College. That's right. And, and at Bowman, I mean, we teach, every, we teach a whole arsenal of, of tips and tricks to you know, prepare people either to cook for themselves or to cook therapeutically for other people and do so in a helpful way. So, um, yeah, and a lot of times on our website we'll feature different things and on our blog and our Facebook page. So it's a nice way to stay connected and find new ideas of way to make foods, your favorite junk foods, healthfully. Yeah, and see, I mentioned that I, I have done the ho- whole you know holistic nutrition program course at Bowman College for two years, um, a few years back, and not just did it change the way I see food and I use food and I enjoy food for myself, but um, we had, again, a great show last week on G8, the World Summit of World Economies, and um, the connection that food has as it travels around the world, as it's being brought here, coffee, you know, tropical fruit, all that, the entire world of trade all started with herbs and spices and foods. And so, um, yes, highly recommendable, bowmancollege.org. Check it out, either for the culinary programs or the holistic nutrition programs that are offered. Um, thank you, Jimmy, again for coming to the studio thank you being for with us me. for this hour. Wonderful to have you. And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.